First Peter chapter two, uh, verse uh, 17. If you could just please stand up once you find your, uh, the place there. We want to honor God uh, by standing up and as we uh, proclaim the word of the Lord. And when we open up the book, one day I'm going to go back and, and teach about that. Um, um, having an appreciation for the word of God is um, the triple A church. Amen. Yeah. And a part of the Triple A Church is having an appreciation for the Word of God. And one way that we appreciate and, and honor the Word of God, it was in the, uh, the book of uh, Nehemiah, it's the book of Ezra, uh, I'm sorry, Nehemiah, um, uh, the priest Ezra. Uh, it says that when he stood up, amen, on the pulpit, <laughs> the pulpit. Well, what's the pulpit, pastor? It's to pull you out of the pit. That's what the pastor in, in the pulpit was a wood pulpit, and it, it, it dealt with humanity, amen? And Jesus Christ was our divinity. And see, this is what we must all realize, your identity is in his divinity. I know you think it's all about you, but it's not, it really isn't. It's not about me as the pastor. It's all about him. And when we realize this, we can come to this place and understand that my identity is in his divinity. What he did for me, amen? What he has done for me, amen? It's who I am in Christ. My life is hid in Christ with God, amen? And so it's all about him, amen? Hallelujah. But it says that Ezra, when he stood up, amen, at the pulpit, amen, in the pulpit for him, but it says when he opened up the Bible, opened up the book, that's where, yeah, 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 uh-huh. I'm going to teach a message one of these days, bring the book, amen. Did you, did you bring your book or do you have a borrowed book? Yes. What you talking about, Pastor? What I'm saying is everybody should have their own Bible. Thank God for those red Bibles, but you should have your own Bible. I know what, Pastor, I got it on, I got it on electric. Ain't nothing wrong with electric, amen, but it ain't nothing like having your own book. You know what I'm saying? I see some folk lead their book here Sunday after Sunday. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. Well, you know, well, I got one at home, Pastor. Nah, my book is my. Per- I ain't got four or five of them. I got four or five of them, but I work with one of them. And, and you, you know, it's the thing where you see people with the Bible in the uh, back of their what's got in the back of their wonder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you know what happened, right? They got out of church on Sunday and they threw it back there, where where, where it always stays in, in the back of the wonder. You know. Uh, but you want to be able to have your own book, your own Bible. And I'm here to tell you, I know you ladies and us men, we like good shoes. Do you not? Because you know if you get some bad ones, they're going to. I remember I got, when I first got saved, when I first got saved, I went down to Walmart in Texas and got, remember Pastor said, we got us some twin Bibles. Amen. I got a large print Bible, you know what I'm saying? And but what I realized was I got one of them cheap ones. Yeah. And it didn't last me but so long. Amen. Yeah. I wore that thing out in no time. <laughs> and then I realized, man, I love the Lord so much. I'm gonna go get me one with a top grain leather on it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One that can endure, amen, when I'm opening this thing up, working with it. I'm going to get some good uh, uh, sheepskin pages to it so I can mock it up, highlight it, write on it. You hear what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's what you, you need. Look, look, look. If you have not invested in you a good Bible, go get you a good Bible. Amen. Go get you a good Bible. It's called the sword of the spirit. It's the word of God. Amen. 
and carry, carry you. You ain't got to get the biggest Bible they got out there. Get one that fits you. They got all kinds of them out there. Amen. So if you don't have your own personal Bible, get your Bible. Get your Bible. And so you can open up that, those, those scriptures. Amen. And you can run through the, the word for here a little, there a little. Amen. Can I get an amen? amen. Then we can stop buying them Bibles that we got, them, them red Bibles that we give out to everyone. They're they good to have. Amen. They're good to have for folks that don't know anything about church. They're just coming for the first few times. But if you are a disciple of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you should have your own Bible. Now, I'm not trying to put no condemnation on anybody. Don't everybody, don't everybody get upset. Are you a second, Peter? Get on in the scriptures, Pastor. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. Uh, when you get to verse 17, say amen. amen. All right, let's read this together. It says, honor all men, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Amen. Today, I want to speak from the subject of honoring others. And if it's a subtitle, my love. Say, my love. My love. See, and what I'm talking about is my love, my love for other people. Yes, Amen. So we we'll say, say, honoring others, honoring others. My, love. my love. Amen. Look at your neighbor, whoever you, you got to turn around, find your neighbor. Amen. You got to go next to him, give him a high five. Amen. And tell him it's all about Jesus. All about Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. In the presence of our life-changing king. Amen. Amen. It's such a joy to be in the house of the Lord. And uh, it, it really is. I'm telling you, it really, really is. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to move forward today on uh, honoring others, uh, my love. We've been in a series of messages about uh, honor. It's the title of the series of messages that we've been in honor. And we know in Malachi 1 and 6, we have learned um, that Jesus, he was speaking to the priest of that day. And this is what he said unto them. He says, a he says, a son honors a father. And he go, went on to say that a, a servant also fears their master. Amen. And then he asked the question, he says, am I not a father? Am I not a master? And he asked the question, where is my honor? Where is my honor? Where is my fear? Where is my reverence? And God wants all of us to honor him. And so this whole message has been, the whole series of messages has been about honor, honoring the Lord. Uh, I've made some pretty bold statements, amen, and some comments along the way. And one of the things that I said early on is that uh, some of us honor uh, our dogs. If you have a dog or a cat, our animals more than we honor God. We give them attention. We, we give them, and don't know, they, they deserve all of that. Some of us can even honor our children more than we honor God. We can honor our careers. We can honor uh, our parents. And don't get me wrong, we need to honor all of those. And that's what we're going to talk about is honoring others. But if you cannot honor God, if you do not honor God, you'll never honor anyone correctly anyway. And then number two, it will become idol worship because you don't honor God. Because God, he puts us in the earth to worship him, amen, to honor him and to respect him and to revere him with our lives because he gave his only begotten son while we were yet sinners, amen. He commended his love towards us by giving his only begotten son that we can not only be saved, but we can be reinstated or restored or reconciled to the father, that we can cry whereby we cry, Abba, Father, amen. 
Amen. And the Bible tells us that Jesus Christ, that he came, and one of his assignments was this, is that uh, one of his assignments was that he uh, gave unto us the power to become the sons of God. And when we say sons of God, we're talking about daughters of God. It's through Jesus Christ that we become sons. Amen. We become daughters of God because the Father wants us to be reconciled back to him, and he wants us to honor him. And then the Bible says that Jesus, uh, that the Father puts the spirit of the Son, amen, uh, within us, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. That's like a baby, amen, saying, my daddy, my dad, boy, isn't that something, George? When your children, amen, when, you know, it's one thing for them to say mama, but us men, man, when that baby say, dada, ah, boy, my, sh- my chest grew out, amen. I remember that. My kids said, dada. Pastor Angela was testifying on yesterday that when we used to get in some intense fellowship before, uh, that was before, after we got saved too, wasn't it? <laughs> that Jerrica, our youngest, uh, uh, well, she's our oldest, but I always call her my baby girl. She's the only girl that we have. And, uh, but when we would be in some intense fellowship in the house, Jerrica would come over at a very young age. I think she was about two years old. She was walking, would come over and put our two hands together and just leave. And what she was saying, uh, look, 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 y'all stop fighting. Y'all, you touch one another. Do something, amen, to get this thing together. Amen. And and we just thank God for how God will use uh, our children in this capacity. And I want to say this to you. You know, you you would always hear me say that, um, that we don't have to teach our kids how to sin. There's something instinctive in them for them to do wrong. But let me, let me give you the flip side of the coin, that, that, that we don't have to teach them to believe in God either. You hear what I'm saying? When they come out of the womb, they believe that there is a God. It's somewhere along their walk, amen, of life that, that somehow that unravels. It's either that they don't see mama and daddy believing in a God or acknowledging a God. But when they come out of that womb, I'm here to tell you, I believe with all of my heart that they are leaning. And, and they are they're knowing that there's someone outside of them because they can't even take care of themselves. You hear what I'm saying? And see, and the danger of us is when we grow up and feel like we can take care of ourselves. It's a danger point with God. That's when we stop honoring him. Yeah. I got it now. Or I got next. Whatever the word is. You see what I'm saying? I got it now. I got next. I can do this thing now. And that's the very danger point of where we move into a place where we say we don't need God. Now, we, we said that there's some questions we got to ask ourselves about honoring God. You remember what the first question is? Who is God? This is how you honor him. You got to ask who is God. And we, we worked that thing out. We talked about that. All the messages are online. I'm not going to go back over there, but who is God? The second thing we had to ask is, well, what does God want if I'm going to honor him? And you know what he wants? He wants your life. He wants you to give him your life because he gave the life of his son. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Me and the father are one. And he said, now I want you to do what I've done for you. Give your life to me and let me use you so we can advance the kingdom in the earth so that more people can get saved more people can come in this thing and their life don't have to be cut short and when they go when they close their eyes they can go into the heavenly father they they can go to a loving caring sharing heavenly father the world needs to see the father they need to they need to see jesus on the inside of us so that they can have an experience with the father 
This, this, this must happen. And God, he needs people. He needs us. And so the only way that we can do this, he can use us, is first of all, that we honor him. Because he said this. And we found this in, uh, I think, 1 Samuel 1, second, 1 Samuel, we found out it says this. It says, God honor those, amen, he will show honor, amen, to them that honor him. He honors them that honor him. But then he says this. He says, those that despise me, I lightly esteem. I don't know about you. Which side of the ledger you want to be on? Do you want to be a person that despises God or do you want to be a person that honors God? I know I want to be a person that honors God. And I despised him for years in my life. You know, some of it is out of ignorance. See, there's one thing to be ignorant. There's another thing to be foolish. To be ignorant, you, you don't know the truth. You don't know what's right. But when you know what's right and don't do it, that's, that's foolishness. And I don't know about you, I, you know, you get to a certain age, you don't want to continue to be foolish in your life. You know, it's one thing to be a young fool, but that's a sad thing to be an old fool. An old fool. No, 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 no. We want to uh, know him. Amen. That's how Paul said. Paul said he ran this court. Paul said, I want to know him. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to know what the fellowship of his suffering. And I want to be made what conformable unto his death. I mean, your Paul said, man, I'm ready to give it all up. Amen. Uh, that first song we sung when we opened up this morning, sold out. See, we, 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 we must get to this point in our lives when we begin to honor him the way he needs to be honored. You get to that point where you're sold out for him. Anything less of being sold out, you're not honoring him. Now, I'm not trying to bring any condemnation, amen, or anything or anyone, but we do need to know the truth about this thing. There's no such thing as half honor. There's no such thing I honor you on this day and I don't honor you the rest of the week, amen? No, you're either all in, you're all out. I'm like this, if you're all in, get in. If you're going to get out, get out, amen? Amen, you know, he said he don't, he don't like a lukewarm church. Amen. You either in or you're out. And I don't know about you, but I'm all in. Hand, feet, head. Every, I'm all in. Look, I'm all in and sold up. <laughs> Fixed. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, the, the, I mean, the door been shut. I done, look, look, I done, done took the, the door out. Amen. And the sheet rocked the whole thing over. I ain't got no way out. I ain't got no way out. We don't have no way out. But we want to honor him. We said the way we honor him, we got to know who he is. We got to know what he wants. And lastly, this is the big one. We got to be able to be corrected. The Bible teaches us that the father, the, particularly the heavenly father, or even a natural father, uh, it talks about that how uh, uh, if we love, if our father truly loves a son or a child, that they will correct them. They will correct them. And, and this is what we must understand. The Bible teaches of this in, in Hebrews chapter 12. It just teaches specifically about this, about that we have to allow him to correct us. And that's how you really begin to even honor in the natural to honor your parents. Or to, let me ask you something. If you cut up out there in the workplace and you do something that's not becoming in the workplace, if you dishonor your boss or disrespect someone, amen, so, so, something, oh, you, you will get called into the, the office. You know, someone will pull you to a side, amen, and, 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 and will straighten you out, amen, because you, you have dishonored them. And then they're going to get, it's the same thing with God. Because he loves us so much, he's going to straighten us out. He's not just going to, that's, that's a loving, caring, sharing Heavenly Father. 
I'm dealing with a thing in the home, and, and me and Pastor Anderson, we were dealing with I like to be transparent with you guys because I can give you a practical thing. Now, I, I got my boys like to walk around with the, with the shirt off in the house. I know what y'all saying. Oh, it ain't no big deal, Pastor. What you talking about folks walking around with the shirt off in the house? Amen. It was okay when they were running around here like this. <laughs> now, 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 look, your daddy, I don't run around here with my shirt off. You hear what I'm saying? And look, 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 and got, you know, one or two, they run around in their underwear. You know, stand there, but they, 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 they be on, you know, 16 and above. They run around right here like that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I pay the bills in here. If anybody going to walk in their underwear and no T-shirt, it's going to be me. You hear what I'm saying? Y'all ain't paying nothing up in here. Walking around up in here like, <laughs> what in the world y'all got going on? Amen, amen. And we know they're just kids. I mean, I'm not, I'm just trying to give you an example. Well, well, why, Pastor, are you telling them not to, to do that? Well, number one, I'm an example of that. I'm not running around there like that. And number two, if you can do it, why aren't your sister doing it? Why isn't Jerrica running around there with her top off? You hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? And now I'm trying to teach them something because if I allow it in my house, guess what's going to happen when they get married and get their children and have little girls and I, they're going to be walking around there in their drawers in their t-shirt, I mean, with no t-shirt on. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, Pastor Angela, underwear or panties or whatever. She be, she, I thank God. She said, well, you know, you drawers. What in the world is some drawers? That's what my grandma called them. Man, right there, they were drawers. I'm from North Carolina. Y'all give me a break. Amen. 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 So it's Pastor Anna. She's from North Carolina. So she straightens me out with these words. But you hear what I'm saying? What, what I'm saying is it's about honor. It's about honor. Honor your mother. Honor your sister. Honor your father. Don't, don't be just walking around here like you the king of the castle and not paying for anything. Amen. And it's the same thing. Even with God, we can't walk around like bullies with God and doing our own thing, having our own way. God said, I want you to honor me. You honor me, I honor you. And I'm trying to teach them a life lesson because, again, I don't want them, when they get their own family running around like that. And that don't only happen. I mean, some women do that stuff. Walking around like grown women everything, you know, all this stuff and walking in front of the kids because you want to know why their mama done it. And so we, 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 we must be just sensitive to all of, of, of these things that we have because we want to honor him. But, but see, this is how I deal with it. I got to correct them. And it's not I'm trying to punish them. I'm going to put you out. I have to give them an understanding. Hey, hey son, you see, correction without instruction is a hard thing. So you can correct me, but don't just correct me and give me some instruction to righteousness now. And why are you doing it? See, when someone just tell you, look, I need you to honor me. I'm, I don't like what you're saying. No, I put, the, put something behind it. I was offended by that. Or we were out here in the workplace around our peers and you, you, you did such and such. And that put me in a bad light, you know. And then it gives people understanding, amen. And God is the same way. He'll correct you. He'll give you some understanding in it, amen. And so, so, so let's, let's move forward today. We, we, we talked about honoring God. We, we says, amen, that, 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 uh, uh, um, that we honor him. Uh, 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 he says, where is my honor was the first message. The second message was honor him in my giving. The third message was honor him in my what? Living. The fourth message, Pastor Angela came and knocked the home run last week. And she spoke on oh, man honoring him in my what? Worship. And then her subtitle was, I am a worshiper. I'm telling you, if you were not here, I'm telling you to take 
take the time, download that thing and hear it because you'll be the better for it. You will be the better for it. And it's about worship. But today we're going to talk about honoring others. Honoring others. My love. My love caused me to honor those people that don't even deserve honor. And my love, my love what? My love for God. See, this is why we honor God because we can have relationship with him. And then out of the relationship that we have with him, we understand that the love he commended towards us is the same love that he wants us to commend to our brothers and to our sisters. We were praying an intercessory prayer on yesterday. And that was one of the things that come out of my heart that, Father, give us a love for the people. Give us a love, Father, for anyone that you would bring into the house of the Lord. May they experience not only your presence, but they may experience not only your power, but may they experience your love, Father. That we are a people, Lord, that will love those that will come into your house. And when we go out, Father, that we go out in love. We're not going out, Father, easily offended, uh, jealous, and having envy in our heart, backbiting, gossiping, uh, uh, you know, ungodly. Amen. We don't want to have that as a part of our DNA. We want to be godly people. We want people that need God to be able to come in the house of God and say, there is something different about this house. There is something different about God's house. I feel his love. I, 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 I have identity of his truth. These people are crazy about something up in here. And we want them to know that we're crazy about our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're crazy about our Father. And we're crazy, amen, about the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us look here to the scriptures here. We're, uh, again, uh, I want us to see a few things here. Let me give you some background on this. This is the Apostle Peter. He was the most prominent disciple during the ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So much so, the first uh, 12 chapters of the book of Acts are, are, talks about Peter's ministry. You know that after the uh, upper room experience, Peter was the one that stood up and preached. Thousands came to the Lord in that particular day. Thousands did. And then he began to tell them to, uh, 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 well, Paul uh, uh, in the book of Acts, they began to instruct. But those first 12 chapters in the book of Acts covers the ministry of Peter. And uh, it's so interesting here because here you must understand First and Second Peter were epistles that Peter wrote. And he wrote it to the church at a time that they were going under a lot of persecution. I want somebody to repeat after me. The church. Of the living God with Jesus as the chief shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd is under attack. Now, if you don't know that, something is wrong. It's under attack. Cut on your TV. Look out your back door. I had a brother who lives in the suburbs call me yesterday. I'm not going to call any names, but he said, Pastor, somebody walked in my house. They at home. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of world that we're living in. Folks will come into your house with you being there. You know what I'm saying? This is the type of stuff. So you can't move to the suburbs and just think it's all right. I'm in the burbs. We just had a situation uh, four or five, it might have been a month and a half ago. They came and broke in everybody's car in our car to say. Everybody that had the doors open. We can get so lax. I don't just leave my doors open. Everything's okay out here. Yeah. They went through everybody's car. Got folks' wallets, credit cards, and, and, and all of that. Yeah. Took it out. Went in the Jerica car. Pray God she ain't got anything at the time. I mean, you know. 
<laughs> and the stuff they took, they threw back on the ground in the past. We looked over on the ground and said, my God, they threw her stuff back. I believe them, them angels was all over them fools. You stopped at the wrong house. Dropped everything. Yeah, everything they took out of the car, they just dropped it in the grass. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. But I'm here to tell you, Peter was writing to the church here when, when perse- not only was there persecution, but he was writing to tell them that greater persecution is getting ready to come. And this is the hour and the time when we're in a time, I've said this before, where they're legislating sin now. Sin has been legislative. Where, 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 where you can't speak against it because it's been legislated. It's the law of the land now, so you got to put up with it. That's the time that we're living in. But we still got to stand for what we stand for. We got to stand on the unchanging word of God. Amen. The word of God is the truth and every man is a liar. We, this is what the word says. And we must stand on this particular word. And so this is what's going on. Uh, uh, but Peter, he exhorts them in this time and tells them that, that you got to be able to go through this thing here. And he tells them and how he exhorts them, he exhorts them, he says, because Jesus Christ went through the same persecution. And if he done it, you can do it as well. And, and there's a greater promise at the end, amen, of your life, amen, that, that, that there is. And, and God is taking inventory. He's taking accountability of those that treat you wrong, misuse you, abuse you, and all of that. God is a fair God. Not only is he a loving, caring, sharing God, but he is a just God. I've learned I ain't got to fight my battles no more. I don't have to argue with a mere man no more. I don't care what they think about me. Oh, he's meek and lowly in heart but I want them to know that I serve a God that is a God of vengeance a God that will step in on my behalf a God that will intercede for me so if somebody treat me wrong I don't have to worry about it anymore I just keep on loving I keep on honoring folk that don't even honor themselves because I know he got my back he got my front he got all around and he got me covered from every side I, I don't feel man any longer what can man do unto me what can man do unto me? And many of us are walking around in fear. Fear of our bosses. Fear of all these folks. Fear of many different people and many different things. But fear don't have to be in our life. God wants us to honor. And he said, no matter what's going on, what's going down, you're safe. Amen. Even if, look, even if you have to get beheaded for this thing, you hear what I'm saying? Folks getting heads cut off. And, and, and you know, I want you to understand this. Don't think this just happened. They've been beheading people for the longest. I was looking at a thing. Uh, uh, it was the 10 deadliest women in history. <laughs> My God. Them women was something that they beheading, cutting folk off, killing four or five husbands and, and all this. But there was one that was way back in the day. And she cut off the head of anyone that professed the name of the Lord. Yeah. She was kind of in the Roman Empire. And I forgot her name, but she cut off, she had heads cut off. Of folks, think about the Jews, Amen. That were that have been killed and have been slaughtered because of who they are. They are royal priesthood, Amen. They are people. And what I'm saying unto you, church, is this: is that 
We're living in a time, even as Peter was writing about to them, he was teaching them how to behave themselves in this moment and in this season. If you want to learn how to behave yourself in the time that we're living in, read 1 Peter and 2 Peter and see what Peter is admonishing the church to do. Paul does the same thing. And we're going to see this today, that that we got to learn how to, uh, in the midst of all of this going on, we're still going to honor God. And we're still going to honor other people here. And God will bless us for this. He's going to bless us for this. Let's get in this word. Amen. We, we want you to see things here. There are several things I want us to identify with if we're going to honor or when we're talking about honor, we're talking about uh, submitting ourselves to other people, honoring them, uh, 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 in a sense, having a revere and a respect for them, for their position. Uh, uh, you know, sometimes um, I used to uh, teach, you know, I, in the military, I had some very bosses that was prideful because the military can make you very prideful. It's a very uh, prideful places you can be in because it has a rank structure and everything is on rank and who got passed over, who didn't get promoted and who got who had to get out of the army, who keeps going. And those that keep going, they get, keep get promoted and it's a very timely type of thing. And so if you get passed over for promotion or whatever, and so many people, they, 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 they have what they call above zone, in the zone, and below the zone. If you're a water walker, you get promoted above the zone. Say, since you're supposed to get promoted this year with your peers, but you're above the zone, you can get promoted the year ahead. And now you're out in front of your peers. You're already a captain, and they still uh, first lieutenant a year ahead of them because you're above the zone. If you're in the zone, that's where the majority of the people get promoted at the same time. If you're below the zone, you're lagging behind. You get promoted. You have gotten promoted later behind your peers. But can you see how that structure can make you prideful? Oh, I was above the zone as a captain, as a major, as a lieutenant colonel. But time they get to be a colonel, their head so daggone big, you can't even talk to them. And then they're looking in the mirror, oh, I look real young. I've, heard, I've known folks that I look real young to be a lieutenant colonel. You know, pride. Instead of looking into the perfect law of liberty, that mirror there and seeing Jesus and understanding, look, you don't look as good as you think you look. You know, not in his eyes when pride comes up upon us here. And so what I'm saying unto you here is that we're going to have to learn even how to honor people that's prideful. That 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 smelling they what's coming, think they got it going on. We got to, we still have to learn how to honor them because God, because in the end, God gonna be glorified and high and lifted up. Amen. I'm telling you, and God will use you in the end. He'll use you in the end. Let, let's look here. I want us to see three things uh, that I want us to understand. If we're gonna be able to honor people, I want you to hear these things. First of all, I need to understand who I used to be before Christ. I need to understand who I am after Christ, and then I, want, I need to understand what my behavior is supposed to be in my love in honoring others. I need to see this. Look with me in 2 and 1, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 1. Now, uh, uh, first, Peter was uh, uh, exalting people to holiness uh, during this time of persecution. And then he begins to talk to the people of God, 2 and 1. He says, wherefore, laying aside all malice. Somebody say evil. evil. It says, and all guile. Uh, say deceit. And hypocrisies, and somebody say envies. And you know, be to be envious of someone. He says, You got to lay all this apart in all evil speakings. He said, now, This is who we used to be. He said, Now lay this apart. He said, Now we, he's exalting them to be holy. He's trying to teach them how to live through this time that is crazy and it's going to get crazier. He says, I, I, He's trying to teach them how to honor other people. He says, First of all, you can't live like you used to live. He said, You got to understand that you are born again. And look what he says in verse 2 As newborn babies desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may be able to. 
to grow by. Now think about you've been on the system. You've been, you've been taught to be that you got to be number one. You got to be out ahead of everyone. You got to be perfect. You got to be achieving, climbing the ladder. You got to get ahead at whatever cost. Just think you've been trained like that. Then all of a sudden you get saved. But when you get saved, that, that mentality and mindset sometimes don't leave you. And so he's sitting here saying now, if you're going to be able to honor other people, you got to be able to celebrate them when they get promoted and you don't. You got to be able to do that. You got to be able to celebrate them when they get your new, their new car. You don't have it. See, see, to be envious of someone, it, it bothers you when they get something that you don't have. You hear what I'm saying? And he says, you can't have envy. See, if you're going to be able to honor other people, you can't be envious of them. You can't be jealous of them. You know, you, you can't have this mentality and this mindset. I'm telling you, when people get promoted, when you get your degree or whatever, I'm going to, look, I'm going to give you praise. Amen. I'm going to honor you. I thank God for what you have done. Amen. My only thing as a pastor is I don't want what you get to mess you up. The, the thing that doesn't put you on another rung or another level or made you somewhat better than somebody. You see what I'm saying? And now, now I don't listen to anybody that, that, that don't have more education, that has less education than I do. And that's what education will do to you. I know folks, man, that's doctors. And look, if you ain't got no doctor degree and below, they don't want to hear from you. I mean, that's foolishness. That's foolishness, man. That is absolute foolishness. These, these things messed up a whole lot of people. And it's even in the church. 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 Well, what you saying, Pastor? I'm saying honor, honor, honor all men. This is what the scripture says. It says honor all men. Love the brotherhood and fear God and honor the king. We're going to deal with all four of those. But I want us to see here, we got to understand who I was before Christ. See, I got to lay aside all my malice, all my guile, all my hypocrisies, all my envy, all my evil speaking of folks. But then as newborn babes, I got to desire to sense the milk of the word of God that I might grow by. Grow there by what you mean? I got to grow up. This is why Nicodemus said, what you mean by is you got to be born again. You mean I got to go into my mother's womb a second time? He said, no, Nicodemus. He said, no, I am not saying that. I said, you got to be born from above. You got to be born of the spirit of God. Amen. Amen. You got to be born again, Nicodemus. You got, to, you got to put off the cloak of this world, and you got to put on the mind of Christ now. You can't think like you used to think. You can't treat people like the way you used to treat folks in the world. You know, the, the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What you saying? We don't fight like the world fight. But the mighty through God to what? The pulling down a stronghold, casting out of imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We got to put on, look, look, when we, he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but when we, when we get in a battle, what? We put on the whole armor of God to do what? Stand. When you're done all to stand, what? Stand. We put on the battle is not ours. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's hymn. And what I'm saying to us is that we must learn how to honor other people. He says, honor all men. Honor all men. Love the brothers. We see here, he goes on to say, look at verse 3. If so be ye uh, 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 have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He said, he said that the Lord is good. What he's saying is this. If you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. If you know how good God has been to you in your envy and your backbiting. And you, he was still good to you that you've come to him now. He says, now that you've tasted is so gracious and merciful and kind to you, you're in the kingdom now. And now that you're in the kingdom, we want you to have a kingdom mindset and a kingdom mentality. You can't act like the world acts any longer. Amen? 
We, we can't do that. We can't fall out and have a temper trauma because, well, I didn't get that. No, 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 no. That's not how we move. Look, the Lord must didn't have that for me. You see, you got to get the right mindset about it. You know, it, it's, it's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in my sight. So what? I didn't get the promotion. Amen. So what? They closed the door. That mean another door getting ready to open somewhere else. I ain't going to try to force my way into a place that they won't even want me. You know what I'm saying? Well, my God can open up another door for me. Amen, says man. Yeah, he'll do it. I know he'll do it. I know he would do it here. So we see here, look at verse 7. I didn't have this, but I want us to look at this. He says, unto you therefore which believe he is precious. Somebody say he is precious. That means he is honorable. He says, but unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallow, the same is made the head of the corner. Now, uh, Peter begins to talk about we are lively stones or living stones in the house of God. And that's what we are. And there's some that are going to reject him and there's some that's going to receive him. And it says some folks will reject him, Jesus Christ, but we're living stones. We, we, we see him as being precious in our sight. He's graceful and merciful unto us. And so we, we accept him. And he says, there's some that's going to accept him, but there's some, the same stone, amen, that was rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And he says some people are going to, going to re- continue to reject and some people are going to accept. He says those that reject him, he's going to be an offense and a stumbling block. And you, you got to hear what I'm saying. Because you love Jesus, to somebody you're going to be an offense. To somebody you're going to be a stumbling block. But you got to know, amen, you got to know I'm standing for Jesus, amen. See, but you got to understand the rock going to do what it needs to do. I told you, you can either fall on the rock or let the rock fall on you and crush you to powder. And so, no, 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 I'm falling on the rock. Amen. He is a precious stone to me. He is precious. He is honorable in my sight. He is the chief cornerstone. Without him, I can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. But there's going to be people that's going to despise him. There's going to be people that's going to talk bad about you because you believe in God and you believe in his son, the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm asking, are you willing to take it? Amen. See, and in the spite of that, Lord say, I still want you to honor them. He said, because I got the scales of justice. I balance everything out. I, I measure every man. I put every man on the scale and I measure every man out to see if, amen, to see if they're worthy. See, he, he balanced everybody out. That's what I thank God about. God, I ain't got to worry about it. This is your church. This is your body. This is your bride. I ain't got time to get upset with your wife. I got my own wife to worry about. Amen. I, this is one pastor. That I'm not married to the church. I'm married to Pastor Angela White. And you know what? I'm telling you, uh, God, look, look, I always tell you, it's not how close I can get you to me, but I want you to get to God. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior. So so that you can stand up and be able to give account and say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You got to be able to do that on your own account. You got to be able to do that. And you want a preacher that's going to encourage you to do that and to be at this place. But I'm here to tell you, if you live a life for God, the Bible said promotion don't come from the north. The south. Promotion comes from the Lord. And when the Lord promotes you, there's nothing that a man or demon in hell can do. Somebody say, I want to be promoted by the Lord. That's what you want. And he'll promote you. He'll promote you. You might have to go through some suffering and some persecution, but I'm here to tell you, it makes you better. It makes you better. See, see, when, when we see suffering and persecution, for us that are godly, it makes us better. But when you're ungodly, it makes you bitter. 
See, that's the telltale sign when you go through. Are you bitter or are you better? Amen. I ain't talking about better on the end. I'm better going through. I'm better. Look, I'm, I'm giving him the praise and the honor going through the thing. Amen. Yes, sir, I ain't going to be better when I get out. No, I'm better going all the way through it because I know he's working all things together for my good because I love him and I'm called by him. Amen. He works all things together for my good. <laughs> Yeah, the enemy may think he has an upper hand. Yeah, <laughs> amen. This is why he told Peter. Peter is the same one writing this. He says, Peter, Satan has desired to sift thee. This is what Jesus told Peter. I pray that your faith be strong. He says, and then when you are converted, oh my, what does convert mean? It's, it was because it was something like this, and it's, it's when you are changed, amen. When, yeah, when something, he says, and when you are converted, this is what he say, strengthen the brother. So what does that say? You can't strengthen the brother until you've been sifted. You, you see what I'm saying? Until, until you've been shifted like weak by the enemy. Where the enemy don't try to come into your life and tear you apart. Make you lose your mind and everything. And make you think that you, what you believing in? You're foolish believing in that stuff. See, it's, it's when you go through the sifting. When you have been sifted, amen. You ever sifted? I used to see my grandma sift that flower. She sift that thing so it can get what? Fine. So they can get fine. And this is what's going on in our lives. See, see, we've been taught today the, the path of least resistance. Don't, don't go through it. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm going the other direction. Uh-uh. With the Lord, you got to step in the fire. You got to go through something. The water going to come up on you. You hear what I'm saying? You got to go through some things. And what I'm saying to you, in the midst, this is what, he's, this is what Peter's saying. In the midst of everything you're going through, you still got to know how to honor other people. When you going through, when your bills are not being met, when you got sickness in your body, when you got things going on in your family, when you got these things going on, when, when it seems like it's up for everybody and it's down for me, you still got to love other people. You got to be honorable. You got to love other people. And this is what, see, but you can't do that unless you honor God. And you understand that God loved you in the midst of everything that you were doing when you were on the other side of the scales. When you weren't living for him, when you were doing your thing, he was still loving you. That's why I say, so easy to love him. So easy to love him. So easy to love him. Because you're marvelous. See, you can sing that. I can sing that. Not, not on somebody else's testimony. Not what grandma done stood up and testified and granddaddy talked about. It. And thank God for them that, that, that I could see the Lord Jesus because it gave me some hope when I was a young man. It showed me that when I got in the thing, let me, let me do what grandma and granddaddy did. You know, I became an imitator. Paul said, be an imitator of Christ. Amen. Look, 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 look. If you ain't got it yet, just learn how to imitate. Amen. I'm going to imitate this thing. I'm going to do it until I walk into the fullness of it. Be imitators of Christ. He is the example. If you, whatever's going on in your life, get into B-I-B-L-E and find Jesus and see what, and do what Jesus do. That's why years ago they had that thing, W-W-J-D, what would Jesus do? Now you got to bring it to home. What would Eric do? Amen. What would Siobhan do? What would Micah do? Amen. I'm going to do what Jesus does. That's what I'm going to do. See, when it's all about him, you, you learn and you understand these things and you know these things. So we see here, look down at, at verse 9. We says now, 
who we we used to be. Now I need to know who I am. Look what he says here, uh, verse 9. He says, but you are a chosen generation, a what? Royal priesthood, a what? A holy nation or a holy people, a what? A peculiar people. That word peculiar is the word purchased. (laughs) You, you, You are purchased people. I've been bought with a price by the precious blood of the lamb. My life is not my own. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm a purchase. I'm a purchased person. Amen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm precious in his sight. See, he is precious, but I am precious in his sight because he has purchased me. You know what I'm saying? So it says, so, so you got, to, if you're going to be able to honor other people, you got to know who you used to be. You got to know who, who I am now. I'm a chosen generation. See, I, look, look, I'm not the chosen frozen. I'm a chosen generation. And what I'm saying is that no matter what I'm at, I got to understand I'm chosen. Look, y'all might not have chose me, but I'm chosen by God. And when you're chosen by God, I mean, that's the highest choice. This election, look, can, men can't give you anything in this world that would compare to being chosen by God. I'm telling you, you got to rejoice that you've been chosen by God. See, you, you're a chosen generation. Not only that, because you're chosen, you're a royal priesthood now. Say, I'm royalty. You got to understand this. And I want to speak to our ladies and our young men, our singers in here. Look, you, you, look, look, you are a chosen. You are a royal priesthood. Now, if you're a royal, you need to marry royalty. You know what I'm saying? You don't need nothing less than something else that's going to line up with you. Amen. Something else that's royal. You need something godly. I'm a queen. Look, you got to tell that man, look, man, you better straighten up. I'm the, look, you don't even know it. I'm the queen of your dreams. Look, look, I'm your angel manifested. You better act like you know something. Better act like you know something. Brother, brother, if I ain't seeing no wings, you hear what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you better fly. <laughs> You better, you better do it, get like a frog and, and jump. Or whatever, whatever you did, whatever you need to do. But I'm here to tell you, church, let's not sell ourselves short. We get up in the systems of this world, in the corporate ladder, and all these. I have been there. I'm not telling you. I know where you're at. I know what you're going through. Been there, back there. And I, look, I'm just looking, man. I see what these folks chasing the cheese, running like a rat race out this sucker, and ain't even got God in the picture. I'm sitting here saying, boy, I'm going home with. Look, I went into work the other day, and, and, and I got responsibility on my job. I, mean, I got enough responsibility to run you crazy. You know what I'm saying? I got several departments. They all looking at me when I come up in there. But boy, I make sure I've been on that hill. You hear what I'm saying? I make sure I've been on. So I go into work the other day. They ask me, why are you always happy when you come into work? One of the other managers. Oh, yeah. Why are you always happy? I said, look, I, I got to come up in this place high. Because look, look, all y'all trying to do is stomp folk down to stepping on one another, lying on one another, trying to get at. Don't get me wrong. There's some good folks in the place. Don't get me wrong. There's some good believe. There's some other believers. And we know the believe. We know where the light at is in the house. We understand that, right? But man, I look around man, and say, I'm coming up in here high and I'm leaving up out of here high. I'm coming up here with a smile on me and I'm walking out of the door with a smile on me and guess what? It stays up in the plant. I'm going to the house. I'm going to love my wife. Now, I, I do have to tell Pastor Angela, give me some wine down time now. Give me some me time when, when, when I hit the house. Give me a little bit of me time. I need a little bit. I need to regather myself. But on the way home, man, I'm working this. I'm like, God, working on out, God. 
And I go home, I, I'm rest. But there used to be days where I go to work on Saturday. And I didn't even work on Saturday. Amen. I call myself catching up. So I'd be ready on Monday when I go back up in the place. I remember, man, I'm calling, running in there on the weekends and stuff like that. I remember God looked like he took the, the, the top off the plant one Saturday morning. And this is how, this how I justified. I go at 6 a.m. and be back home by 12 so that my children won't, they won't miss me. You know what I'm saying? My wife will know I'm gone. But the children won't miss me because they're sleeping in on Saturday. It's okay, you mean? And I get back home and I, I wash my car, do the yard and, 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 and all of those. Things. I was justifying it by that way, you know? And, and this is what the Lord poured the top off that thing. One, one Saturday, I'm sitting in there. I'm, it felt like he poured the top off and looked down in the plant and say, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he showed me, I already called you to do something else. This ain't, this not, no, no. But what he was saying to me was, me doing all that extra stuff won't get me ahead of anybody. Amen. He showed me these folk didn't think that much of me. And if they did, I'm going to open up that door. If anything, at six, you need to be on your knees talking to me. Mm-hmm. Some years later, the Lord had me to plant this ministry, and I didn't even know it. Twelve years ago, I didn't even know it. That three years later, the plant of 1,500 people would close down. Thank you for putting all my hope and my trust and all in that place. Lord just told me to love. I got you out here to be a light in the midst of darkness. Love the people. Honor your bosses. Do work unto me. Be, be number one at whatever you do, and I will promote you. I will honor you. They called me in at the end, and they wanted me to leave. They say, uh, Eric, we're offering these packages, and if you would take the package and stay six months, we'll give you your service package after. I, I, I took it because the Lord gave me a witness to go ahead. And t- Matter of fact, I was asking myself, Lord, when are they going to give me one of these? Because they look, I'm giving them to everybody else. I'm walking everybody else out. The plant closing, you know, slowly but surely. I'm walking everybody. I'm, I'm looking at this thing, calculating my time. I said, oh, Lord, this will be. I mean, I came close to knocking on HR door. Look, y'all got one of them for me? I'm up out of here. But they came to me. And they asked me if I would stay for six more months. We want you to be here. We want you to be faithful. The ship going down. We all know that the ship is going down. But stay with me. It was six months. We'll pay you the six months and stuff. And by then, I was working. Let me tell you how much favor I had on my job. By that time, I wasn't even working on Mondays. Why? Because I was preaching on Sundays. They gave me Monday off. I went to my mom. They worked it out. They knew, they knew I was a preacher. They knew I had a church. They gave me Mondays off. They say, Eric, you, we'll work it out. You, you offer money. This was before the plant closed. This is before they offered me the package. When they offered me the package, I go, we, 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 we have a party. We celebrate the package. <laughs> we go to Chicago, one of our favorite vacation destinations. Me and the family, we're, boy, we up in Chicago saying, boy, the Lord done brought me out. He brought me out. He brought me out. Just me and the family. I get a phone call from my boss. He says, Eric, they got to change the plans. I said, what? He said, we don't need you no more. I said, y'all don't need me no more, you know. They said, but because of your performance and because, amen, amen, of your faithfulness, amen, and because of the commitment that we made to you, we're going to pay you for six months anyway. You, you ain't even got to come up. We still going to pay you. We still going to pay you. 
And see, and see, and see, now, 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 now. see, you got to understand this. And all this they were talking about me, I'm sitting here listening, the faithfulness of my God, <laughs> the goodness of my God. You know what I'm saying? What you're saying, Pastor, what I'm saying is, man, put all your chips on him. And honor, honor, honor all men. Honor the people that don't even honor them. The people talking about you, backbiting you and all of that. Honor them. Love them. You know why? Because they're going to see the goodness of our God. They're going to see that you walk in the light. They may, they may say you stupid, you crazy, and all of that, but just keep on loving the Lord. Because one of two things is going to happen. He's either going to move you or he's getting ready to bulldoze them out of the way. You'll look up one day and say, whoa, where, where they go? Oh, they done quit. Yeah. You just do what you need to do. Some folks been out there long enough to know what I'm talking about. Now look here at, at verse, it goes on to say in verse 9, it talks about being a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of darkness and into his what is my, you hear that? He says that you may do what? That you should show forth the praises of him who have called you out of what? Darkness into his what? Marvelous light. Now look at verse 11 here. He's getting ready to start talking to them about the behavior. Say, who I used to be before Christ, who I am after Christ, amen, that's the non-believer and the, um, and the believer. And now we look at what, what's the behavior here. Look what he says here. He says, uh, dearly beloved, verse 11, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. Now, think about this. He says, we're just passing through. Peter said, I'm, I'm talking to you, you believers now. You're strangers and pilgrims to where you are. He says, I, 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 I beseech you. He says, I, I, I plead, I call out to you, you pilgrims and you strangers. Amen. Think about this. You strangers and you pilgrims. What do you mean? He's saying is that, that, that you don't fit into this world. See, when you get saved, you don't fit in any longer. I'm not saying that we don't work, we don't do that, but you don't fit in any longer. He says, you're strangers and pilgrims. You just what? Coming through. You're just coming through now. He says, dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from what? Fleshly lust, which war against what? Your soul. Now, here go the behavior. Having your conversation. Somebody say my behavior. behavior. Having your conversation honest among the Gentiles, that whereas they speak against who? You as evildoers, that may be your what? Good works, which they shall what? Behold, glorify God in the day of what? Visitation. Say, boy, when God shows up, He said, you got, to do, you, you got to do good work. You got to be honest. Your behavior has to be chaste in the midst of this. You're just a pilgrim passing through. You're a stranger in the land. You're coming through. And people have to see Jesus. And they're going to see him through you. Let them see your good works. Let your light so shine. that So people can see your good works and what glorify your father which is in heaven. See, when we honor God, we can learn to begin to honor others. And it deals with my love. Am I able to love the unlovable? See, it's one thing to love people uh, uh, that you don't have that much of a relationship with, you know. But when it comes even the family, when it comes to friends, coworkers, people you start developing relationships with, uh, 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 we got to learn how to honor them and to respect them and to revere them, even when they don't even respect and honor and revere themselves, much less you, much less you. And so we, we, we see here, uh, go down with me. Uh, uh, we hear, I want you to look at verse 17. It gets so well, honor all men. Somebody say, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. Now, I know I'm not going to get through honor this today, okay? So we're going to have part one today, and we're going to do part two next week, Okay. I'm getting, I'm getting better. I'm getting smarter. 
because I have y'all in here a whole nother hour. <laughs> I know that, that clock right there say 11 minutes and 487. Amen? See, I'm on radio land now. And this part, see, this little, little stuff I'm talking about right now, that don't need to be on radio land. You know, hey, 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 hey. But I'm going to be me. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, uh, it, it, I want you to understand this. I got a statement that I read here, and it's worth repeating. It says, show me the man you honor, and I will know what kind of man that you are. You know, show me the man that you will honor, and I will know what kind of man that you are. And see, and it's, you know, and our honoring, being able to honor other people really has everything to, to say that we honor God. You see what I'm saying? And that's the key thing. Show me the man that you honor. The Bible says there's one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. Give him honor. Give the Father honor. And when people know that you honor that man, amen, if you, when you honor him, people are know that you honor God. And people should know that we honor a living God. Where we work at, where we travel and go, I'm not saying that it got to be because you got a big cross in your cubicle on your office door. That's not what I'm talking about. It's your behavior. See, we're going to get over here, and he tells, he tells the woman, he says, woman, don't, don't win your husband by your uh, outward appearance. It's, it's not by the beauty that's on the outside. He says by, by adorning yourself with gold and the platinum of the hair and all of that. And, he, and there's nothing wrong with that. But he says that's not his. And he was speaking to women that have unbelieving husbands, people that you're yoked up with and they don't believe or they're not walking in the fullness of what they believe. He says you, you win them with a chaste conversation, behavior, lifestyle. You, you, you let, your man didn't know that you love the Lord. And if you slip. And you don't act right, I'm going with the Lord. Amen. They need to know that I'm going with the Lord. Amen. Look, look, look. And, and, and it's a real man that respects. I thank God I've seen men like this. They don't love the Lord, but they respect and honor the wives that come to the house of the Lord. Amen. And, and as long as they're doing that, brother, they're still in the fall. You know what I'm saying? They stay, but it's, it's, the, it's the love that your wife got to keep you. Amen. Because the Bible says that the woman is a crown unto her husband. Not only that, the Bible says that the woman is the, is the man's glory. Oh, yeah, it's in there. I thank God for the men that can't. Look, we get some nuggets when we come out here. When the men get together, you know what we talked about on Wednesday night? Honoring women. Honoring women. We broke that thing down so it can get down. And, and we all found out that we all, the men that were there, we all found out that we came from fathers, won't nothing but womanizers. Didn't treat women right, amen, sleeping around, going around, talking down, abusing their spouses and women and stuff like that. And, and we said, man, look, look here, look, look, look at what we got to look back at, amen. And look where our mentality and our mindset has come from. It's come from our daddies. Amen. Then we come up with that saying, you know, we try to knock down as many as they, we can knock down. You know what I'm saying? How many you been with? How many you, you know, all of these types of things when we really need to honor the woman. Amen. It says the wife is to submit to her husband, but the man, he says, honor your wife as unto the weaker vessel. Amen. Boy, when I understood that, and I've taught y'all guys about how let patience have a perfect word. See, your wife, see, faith is, is masculine and feminine is, is feminine. Amen. And see, and see, so, so when the devil comes to attack the house, he's normally attacking the man. He's attacking the head of the house because the head of woman is man and the head of man is Christ and the head of Christ is God. You know what I'm saying? And so if the enemy gets through all of that and he's at your house, 
household, you better know he's at your household for a reason. Amen. This could be the sifting that's getting ready to, to take place in your life. But you got to understand this. See, but, but when he comes, this is why the two shall be what? One. Amen. She don't walk behind you, but she walks beside you. But there comes a time when the heat on, she got to get behind you. You hear what I'm saying? That's a young woman. Get look, I want my wife to walk beside me, but when that enemy hit, I need you behind me then. See, because you got to let patience have a what? Perfect work. She says, stay on in there, honey. Do it, honey. You can get it, honey. We're going to come on through there, honey. I need my wife to be my cheerleader. I need her to do that. And see, this is, this is a part of what it's about to be on a woman. Amen? See, it ain't about you trying to be number one. No. You, no, you, you, look, look. You, no, it's like this. It's uh, uh, how I like to call it. Uh, uh, the man is the chief among equals. And I know y'all, look, look, if that bill collector start coming, you look. No, nah, no, nah, it ain't the one, honey, honey, go, go honey, go, go talk to him. You know, nah, you need the, look, if you married, man, you need to grab that phone and say, look, we ain't got the money right now, and we're working this thing How? Our God gonna work it out. You'll get yours when I get paid. You hear what I'm saying? Because we know that old finance thing could be heavy. That's a heavy yoke upon you, brother. And finance is usually one, if it's if not communication, it's finance right behind it. It's one of those things that gives some tension up in the house. But what I'm saying to you that we're talking about honor. We're talking about honor. Let me just go. We're going to stay in here. We're going to go to Romans next week. But let's stay on in here so we can see this. Now, look, look down at verse 18. Uh, verse 18. It says, servants, be subject to your masters. With all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. You hear that? He says, be good. He says, servants, be subject to your masters. This is the, 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 the boss-employer-employee uh, relationship here. Be subject to your masters with all what? Fear. Not only to the good and to the gentle, but also to the froward. For this is a thanksworthy, for this is thanksworthy, if a man for conscience towards God endure grief, you hear that? Suffering what? Wrongfully. For what glory is it if when ye are, you be buffeted for your faults, you should take it patiently? But you should take it how? Patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you should take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. See, there's one thing to suffer persecution for what you've done wrong. But there's another thing. See, that's prosecution. Prosecution. It's a revelation of a difference. See, some of us are saying, well, I'm being persecuted, but you've been prosecuted. If you do something wrong and held accountable for what you've done wrong, that's prosecution. You know what I'm saying? So if you go do something crazy up in the job, you can't say, well, they're attacking me because I'm a Christian. Not if you cheated on your time car, you've been coming to work late repeatedly or whatever, and they pull you in. Now, you, you, you suffering prosecution. Don't be hollering, I'm being persecuted. Ah, right, Jesus is on my side. Y'all all going to hell. Nah, 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 nah. You did wrong. And you're suffering for your own. Or you get a bad review because you ain't did this, that, and the other. And they got that. No, nah, no, nah, don't, don't cry foul. Amen. Just going on and take that thing. Amen. That's, that's prosecution. But persecution is, is getting uh, 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 attacked or getting uh, 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 wrongfully treated for the good that you do. 
You see the difference? That's persecution here. And this is what he's talking about here. He says we got to be subject unto the authority that's over us. He says even if they, they, they do something, they buffered us for our faults, we got to take it patiently. He said, but when you do well and suffer it, you got to take it patiently as well because this is acceptable for God. Look at verse 21. For, for even hereunto were ye called because Christ what? Also suffer for us, let us, and leaving us and a what an example that we should what follow his steps. Yeah. You hear that? That we should what follow his steps. Who did no sin, neither was what God found in his mouth. He said, If Jesus could take it, you can take it too. If Jesus can take it, you can take it too. Look down at three and one. We're about to close here. He says, Likewise, you wives. Be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may be without word, be won by the conversation. Somebody say behavior, behavior. Of, the, of the wives. While, while they behold your chaste conversation, amen, that's your chaste behavior, coupled with what? Fear. Fear for who? Not fear for them, fear for God. He says, honor all men. What? Uh, uh, love the brethren. What? Fear God. You know what I'm saying? And honor the king. We're going to deal with the king. He said, last week, he said, now, when they brought that little money back, he says, we, we have Caesar's subscription up on him. He said, well, you give, you, give honor, you give Caesar what belongs to Caesar, and you give God what belongs to God. We got to honor the king. We got to honor all men. Amen. And honoring all men, we talking about domestic. Amen. We're talking about out there. We're talking about civil. Amen. We're talking about spiritual. We're going to get into some of those things next week. We're going to close here. We're going to close on, on the women here. How, how God bless the women here. Look, look here. Verse 2. He says again, while they, they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, who's adorning? Let it not be with outward adorning of the plaiting of the hair and the wearing of gold or the putting on of apparel. What he's saying is there's nothing wrong with this, but he says don't win them with the outward, just how you're looking, you know. I'm, cheek, I'm just going to keep my man because I look good because I shake it like he like it, you know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes we can present ourselves almost like, I'm no, I'm no just going to Radio Land, like whores to our husband. And I don't understand what our young women are doing. They run around here like tramps nowadays. I, look, I know y'all ain't going to say anything about it. I ain't got to get no amen. I'm talking about what I'm seeing out there. I'm asking myself, where in the world is this mess coming from? I know music videos, all this stuff. That, they run around here like tramps and sluts. I mean, running around here. That's what we need to call it because that's what it is. That's how they run around here. Yeah, just right, just pretty much naked. What, what, what's wrong with an honorable woman? I mean, women wearing, you know, dressing up nice and carrying themselves, their hair looking good, their nails looking good, they smelling good. They just, but they're, they're, they're carrying themselves with God. See, look, oh man, some of the most beautiful women, it ain't how they look on the outside. It's about what their heart is like on the inside. Do they love God? I believe God and women are some of the most beautiful women in the earth. You know what I'm saying? Amen. We ain't got to be have not little not godly women. We ain't got to have your head all bunded up, no makeup, no earring. That's religion. And there's churches that's like that. They're trying to tell you you're holy because you don't wear earrings and you don't wear makeup. You don't wear this, that, and the other. Man, look, and you got, you know, look, got that you the skirt all the way down to the flow. Amen. And then standing around, not married with five babies. I'm telling you, look, look, God, y'all, I'm telling you what I know. 
because it's religion and religion can never change another person's life. It will cause them to just to do more of what they're doing. But it's a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that will cause us to call ourselves to walk with a chaste behavior, with a countenance, amen, with a heart that is for the Lord, amen. I want my, look, look, my wife got to know that I'm going to love her no matter how small she is or no matter how big she gets. I'm still going to love her. I ain't trading her in. I ain't looking for an update model. I'm not doing any of that, amen. This is my wife. To death do us part. And I already told her, I said, Lord, I don't think I can handle anything else if you take that one away from me. Amen. I'm just, I'm going to be like Paul. Paul said, I wish you were all like me. Paul said, when you get married, now you got to do the things of the world to keep her taken care of. I'm telling you, Pastor, if something should happen to you, sister, look, I'm going on with the Lord. I ain't got no time. <laughs> I'm too far along in this thing now <laughs> to be doing that over. <laughs> Give me a campaign to have some coffee with me, huh? You a little piece of pie or something on Sundays. <laughs> Ain't got no time for anything else. <laughs> they probably leave me because I be talking about my baby somewhere. Well, yeah, yeah, my girl. Oh, God, she was something else. She was something else. She was good. That was a good girl. Oh, she was good. Amen. <clears throat> Verse 4, we're closing here. He says, but listen how he tells the woman. He says, but let it be the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which in the sight of God is of what great price. For after, oh, I love this right here. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorn themselves. How? With, with that quiet spirit and meek spirit. Amen. That don't mean that you cannot talk. You can't be bold for the Lord. That ain't what we're talking about. But it's being meek. You, you ain't, you know, fussing and cussing and fighting and backbiting and envy as your husband hear you on the phone talking about other people and gossiping and say, yeah, God, 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 God. And you're in the church house on Sunday, but Monday, your Sunday evening, you're gossiping and you're talking about that. You can't win your, your worst husband don't want no Lord. He don't want to go down to the church you going to if your behavior is like that. But when he see you honoring other people, honoring him, Honoring people that don't even honor themselves. He can't do nothing but shake his head and say, I got to have the God that that girl got. Because she does this thing different than I do. And I like this piece right here because I'm waiting on my wife to call me Lord. <laughs> it's in the Bible here. Look at it. Look at it. Look what it says. It says. Look what it says. It says. Now look here. Look here. Now, now we know Abraham is the father of our nations. And Sarah was his wife, right? So she's the mother of our, she's the mother of us all. Now look what it says here. It says, look, 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 we, we got to see, this is, this is Bible. It says, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him what? Lord. Now look at that real close. That's a little L. That's a little L. There ain't no big L. Cause there ain't, there's one Lord, God Almighty. You know what I'm saying? And so what she's saying is, you just a chip off the old block. You, 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 you chip off the rock. I honor you as Lord of my life because you, you, you're a chip off the rock and what? And God gave you unto me. Amen. 
Yeah, he gave you unto me, and so I can call you. But you, you, you look, look, you little L. Come here, L. <laughs> he the little L. See, he ain't L L Yon. He ain't L Shaddai, the God of the much more, the many-breasted one. You hear what I'm saying? He ain't that L. Nah, nah, he the little L. L. Come here, L. See, he ain't look. He ain't L Roy. My God. That's God. He ain't Elroy. He Leroy. <laughs> he ain't Elroy. But you, but you hear what it's saying? It says, and look, and the reason why I believe that, that she called Abraham Lord, because Abraham was a godly man. And he honored God and he loved her. You know what I'm saying? He, he respected her and he revered her. He knew that she was a crown uh, for him and that she was his glory. He understood that and he treated her in that way. He honored her in that way. And she called him Lord. She says, Lord. She says, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do what? Well. So you can't not do well and be Sarah's daughters and Abraham's daughter. It says, and are not afraid, what, with any amazement. Then look what it says. This is where we're closing it. He says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to what knowledge, giving what honor unto the wife as unto what the weaker vessel. He says, as unto the weaker vessel, as unto a weaker. Look, there's nothing wrong with your wife being strong. You want her to be strong. Because when patients have to have a perfect work, so that the man of God can be established, look, look, not wanting anything. You hear what I'm saying? That's what the word of God said. So yo, yo, look, look, you, you want a strong wife. Amen. You want a strong vessel. Amen. But he says you got to treat her as the weaker vessel. Why? Because you should be stronger than her. You the backbone, man. You hear what I'm saying? Amen. You the backbone of the family. Man, look, the devil got to come through you before he can touch your wife or your children. Or, anybody, or anything that's concerning you, the devil got to come by me. You hear what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. And he says, now give an honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being what? Heirs together of what? The grace of life that your what? Prayers be not hindered. My God. If our prayers are going to be answered, men, we got to honor our wives as unto the weaker vessels. We got to honor them. And then the ladies, we got to respect our men. Amen. We got to respect them. We win them through our behavior. It's through our behavior. It's through, it's not, I go down there bread like, it's not through what kind of, it's through your behavior that people could see the love of God on the inside of you. Amen. Let's put your Bibles down and put your hands together. Amen. And give God.